Okay, guys, welcome to For the Kudos Q&A Sessions 20. I'm your host, Brett, and I'm here with Joel. <laughs> You're not supposed to laugh, you dickhead. Grow up. Seriously. Joel. Grow up. <laughs> I thought we said... We, we said what has the... happened to this podcast? <laughs> um, we said it a lot. Did we talk about that in the live show? I think we just said yeah, it in the... We did. Well, how would you know? You don't listen back to our podcast anyway. Yeah. That's what's happened to us. You don't You don't listen, so we can't do any professional development. I listen to other interesting podcasts did prof- oh, yeah? professional development. Perfect. Name a few. Inside Running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you idiot. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, in here in London still, heading to Brussels tonight to... Uh, yeah, a couple of days there, run this one-hour race. Yeah. Which would be um, good. So what, uh, mentally not prepared. Physically, neither. Why are you not mentally prepared? Oh, I think, like, if I was going into a half right now, I'd be, like, just be fine. But just the thought of doing, like, 52 laps yeah. on the track is, uh, I don't know. It just, I don't know why. Because, if yeah, if it was a half, I wouldn't be stressed at all. Because it's a track race, it's just a completely different feeling. Oh, maybe after this after this Q and A session, I'll stay on the line and we can do a bit of a mentoring session for you. Get your head in the game, yeah. Talking about getting your head in something, can you get your head in the actual view Video. of the camera? Because I'm talking to your chin, or one, the or one London, of many. London studio, yeah. The <laughs> London studio is not as good. Um, it's sitting here on the, on the bed, got holding the mic between my legs. Yeah, don't worry. The the listeners can hear that because you keep knocking it. Actually. Yeah, a little bit. That's all right. Duff. That's right. Cut that out, please. (laughs) Do something, will you, Duff? Um, Thanks again to everyone for writing in questions. Once again, it goes without saying. Well, it goes without saying, but I'll I'll say it anyway. A lot of shit questions, a lot of good questions. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) as usual. We actually got a lot of good questions at the um, the live show, which is good. Yeah, there was a bunch. I I was a bit worried there. There was... Yeah, there was um oh do you remember the guy we never spoke about this. The guy, I've forgotten his name, that's a horrible thing. Um he's Jeremy and Andy's mate, and he wrote the thing about the sculling a beer. Oh, f- oh yeah. I'll put his name in the show notes when we when I remember it. I'm really bad with <laughs> his names. His show notes are getting so long. <laughs> um and he wrote he wrote who can who can scull a beer faster and then dot 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 prove it. And so we would have yeah. to scull a beer on stage. And you know what? I thought, mate, how unprofessional do you think we are? There's no way we're doing that. Joel, Joel saw that that uh, question come through and he put it to the back of the pile. I was like, oh, sorry, didn't get to it. Guess I can't prove it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, was a, there was actually a bunch of good questions that I – like someone wrote – no, George. George wrote a really big good question. It got to you and you like – I think it was like too long for you to read out and you just went, ah, too long. And it was a really good yeah. question. I forgot what it was about though. Well, we didn't have all night. We had to go and have the hottest Thai food we've ever had in our lives. Oh, After the show. Jeez, how good is that place though? Soy 38 for anyone who lives in Melbourne. Friend of the, yeah, friend I know. Of the podcast. Oh, of course it, you're going to say it's no. not good. Okay, that first dish ruined my night and then- <laughs> And ruined your next morning. <laughs> yeah, and just, uh, it was okay, to be honest. Okay. A bit overrated, I think. Yeah, go. I knew you were going to say that because you're, yeah. Because anyway. people were like, oh my God, it's so cool. It's so trendy. No, it's not. Sit, nah. You sit in a car park. It's authentic. Oh, if you were here right now. Because it's, yeah, it's nice and dirty. So it's authentic. <sighs> so ignorant. All right. <laughs> yeah. 
Should we get? Should we get into okay, it? You, because it was because it was an urban list. You're like, oh, it must be the coolest place in the world. Because on broadsheet, ooh, I don't read. <laughs> how many other? How many? How many bloody thing? How many competitors to the Grat, Grat, upcoming Grattan House publication? Do you want to be reeling out yeah, on this I podcast? <laughs> Duff, cut all those, anyway. please. All right, let's get this. Let's get into s- some questions. Into some questions. So kicking us off, Hamish James, 12. Did Brett have a real job before going pro and being on a contract? Go on, Brett. I did. I haven't had a real job. Well, I guess I've got a job now, but I didn't. I had a real job when I was 18 and 19. Um, I had a few actually. Started well, off working at the, co- the coffee club. Yeah. The coffee club. And then I started working at Toys R Us. <laughs> Pardon me? <laughs> Toys like, are Yeah, like working there at night, like packing the shelves. Okay. Oh, that's, okay. Not as, that's nowhere Most near as funny as that. Like I was expecting you, yeah, you. I don't know. Yeah. Being like, oh, no, actually this, the Star Wars Lego set, I don't think it's for you. Come over to this. Yeah, no, no. I didn't keep many jobs for long. Um, and then I worked at an ice cream That's shop, the one I was waiting frozen, for. Frozen custard shop. Yeah. Yeah. And you took, took yeah, us to it. Good, um, I'm pretty sure it's called Goodberries now. In, um, yeah, it's in Canberra. So if you're ever in Canberra, go there. Everyone going to World Cross Trial should go there after the race. That's re- pretty good. Reading out another uh, competitor for the upcoming Grattan House yep. frozen yogurt shop that's going to open up in Canberra. <laughs> and um, then I started working at a running store. And I did that for my – when I finished school and then started – I worked there for about a year or so. Yeah. So what age was that when you stopped working there? I stopped working when I was probably 19 or 20. Yeah. So I think it's quite I was pretty lucky – I like I had, well, I guess I kind of, I turned pro, which I wasn't really because I was getting a little bit of money from from New Balance, but it was mostly I had the support of my parents. Yeah, that's what I was. When I was that's that, what I was getting. Age, yeah. gonna get to. It's like people probably see you and be like, "Oh, so lucky, hasn't had to do that." But it's like, I know. Well, we only became mates when you were what you'd be. You would have been like twenty six, and I was like twenty three or something like that, maybe twenty seven. But I mean, like there was a good few years there. I'm sure, like. We've spoken about this on the podcast before. It's it's not. It looks like it's all glory. Um, you know that you're on some huge, massive contract. This moment you're like 21 and stuff, but it's like you had to sacrifice a lot, right? Like your your mates. You you moved down to Melbourne when you were 20 or 21. Sorry, to Ballarat. Yeah, I think I was 21, maybe, um, or 20. Yeah, and yeah, 21, and yeah, like I was lucky because I was staying at Coles Birmingham's place, and like it was. He was doing a good deal to stay there, so it was pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Nick was, like, helping me with, like, he'd kind of find me races where I could pick up a little bit of money and, um, yeah, so, but, like, it was no, no way I was making good money at all. Yeah. I was, yeah, very far behind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah, it's funny where how, like, you would probably, I, I would like to know, I wonder the average well, no, I suppose now it's definitely changed. But, you know, you're 31. I wonder how many 31-year-olds, like, have houses. And it's like... Yeah. Oh, heaps of my mates from school. Yeah. That I went to school with all have houses and stuff, so... And I know number one reason why either you and, my, you and I don't is because we go out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every yeah, day. <laughs> That's the biggest thing we need like, to change. It's so funny living here with Stewie. Like, he just <laughs> will eat out. Stuart, Stuart McSwain, that is, for the... For all the yeah. new fresh face listeners, but he like, and then if he doesn't eat out, he gets Uber Eats. <laughs> like <laughs> he, do, I don't think he wouldn't even know how to turn the stove on here. 
<laughs> and he eats absolute slop too, right? Or is he yeah. sitting wall? So the other night he ordered two uh, like large pastas. Um, like one was a carbonara. I was going to say like a spaghetti. He'd be getting a, he'd he'd be just, getting yeah, a spaghetti and a carbonara. Down. Yeah, because it's probably like the two four twenty deal or something on the. Yeah, yeah, the, I know. The the top thing is like the reach. family. It's like the family pack, <laughs> and he goes, "Yep, perfect." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, you can eat a lot of food though. That guy. Did you ever have a job? Uh so yeah. So my situation was, I suppose, a little bit different. Um, when you. I haven't said I was a triathlete for a fucking fair while, have I? Surely I can say that again. <laughs> oh, I actually saw, so funny this, I saw Ryan Fisher yesterday. Did you? Who was, well, yeah, one of your uh, triathlete buddies. Yeah. And uh, he, <laughs> he was like, fuck me, Joel always brings up triathlon oh. on the uh, podcast. So here we go, tell your story. Well, and also what I love about that is Ryan would hate to know that I know he listens. So that's, you know, I'm going to message <laughs> him again. He was fine admitting it yesterday. He, yeah, because it's to you. You, I've always said you yeah. and you and uh, Ryan Fisher and Brett Robinson have identical personalities. It's probably why I simultaneously love you guys and hate you guys at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was a little bit different. Um, triathletes, obviously the hours that you train are way more than runners. Um, you just have to train for more sports. I worked at Woolworths in the long life section when I was – in like year nine or 10 or something like that. And then training like ramped up. I was just, I remember the thing I hated about it the most was having to wear the short sleeve fucking Woolworth shirt in the, like you couldn't wear a jumper or a jacket. And like I was a skinny athlete and I'd have to wear the short sleeve ugly Woolworth shirt in the aisles, just freezing my ass off the whole shift. Um, And then I did swim teaching and stuff, but then I was obviously lucky enough to be in the Victorian Institute of Sport straight out of high school so I got to like travel the world for like four years, fully paid for, you know, we'd get mm. food allowance and all that because it's sort of sad, but triathletes were look and, and maybe are still looked after way more than runners simply by the Australian government because they believe that they're more, a greater chance at gold medals. So like the amount of funding I got as a Victorian Institute of Sport triathlete was ridiculous compared to say a runner at the same level of, as me in the VIS. Which I yeah. think is bullshit. I know they have their funding schemes all wrong. Like yeah, and and they want to like they don't believe that distance runners can get medals, so they put it all in walking or or hurdles or yeah. like technical events where and look we how might good be a our bit of a chance. But who run- the fuck cares about them? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We'll- What's the long life section also? Uh, hmm. Good question. You don't know? <laughs> you work No, there. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, long life milk. Get... I'm sure there's not it... a whole section for long life milk. <laughs> it means <laughs> on the shelf. So you're working in the shelf, like the aisles. So like produce, uh, yes. produce is like working in like um, like fruit and veg. And then there's like butcher. Um, and then there's like dairy, I think, in the fridges. And at long life is just walking up and down the aisles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see. I see. Yeah. Cool. Um, from Scott Leake. Coming back from a stressy, how how can you tell what is a niggle and what is the bone tearing again? <laughs> I hope there's no tearing of any bones. <laughs> if your bone is tearing, then you need to go see a doctor right away. <laughs> yeah, grade, grade one tear in the bone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's like oh, the injury actually wasn't too bad. It was just it was just a grade one tear. I know you can get grade three tears in the bone, but mine was just a grade one. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
So, yeah, we've definitely spoken about this before on the podcast, but obviously we're getting, you know, tens of thousands of new listeners each episode, so it's always good to revisit this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, people should go back and listen to our old ones, though. Yeah, also. that's true. Um, so, look, when you, you – you have to know with, with a stress fracture, first of all, you have to go see an expert. So, for, hang on. First of all, this is in our scope. Let's just get that. <laughs> yeah. Let's get that little joke out. Um, you need to go see a sports doc. Uh, and once they check, they'll generally send you for an MRI. Um, they'll see how, you know, serious the injury is, um, and the exact nature of the bone stress. And from then they will give you, a like a guide on recovery time. So it could be, you know, for some bone stress injuries, it's six weeks for some, it's eight, for some, it's can be 12, um, now, if you do everything, like you have to follow that plan. So if it means you're in a boot for, they say in a boot for three weeks and then you can you know, gradually start weight bearing for another three weeks, you need to follow that because if you just go, oh, I don't need the boot or whatever, it's just simply not going to heal as fast. Um, but if you do absolutely everything right and you have followed the exact like week to week plan and you come back and there is some sort of awareness in the bone, that is normal and that's called phantom pain. So, Brett, I felt like I just did a big, long speech then. Do you want to elaborate on that? Um, yeah. There is always going to be – because there's changes in the bone. So, there's always going to be some little parts of your bone that's different to how it was before. Yeah. So, there will be different like feelings. Like scar tissue, right? Bone. Yeah, or even where your bone's calcified and stuff. So, now you've got muscle that's going over that where it was – before it was smooth, but now it might be a bit, a bit of a different feeling. Like, yeah. And your body's – very sensitive in that area because I guess every step you're thinking about it too. So um, I think you have to make sure the pain's not getting worse because if it's getting worse, then there could be a problem there. But yeah, I think trying to forget about it is a good thing, but just really monitoring it so that's not, it, it's either getting better or just kind of staying the same. Um, it's a really hard thing to do. Like I know when I've had my like I had a femur stress here, every single step I'm thinking, oh, is that hurting? Is that the same pain? No, it's in my head. So, yeah, it's really, it is tough, but um, it's, yeah, having on that pain scale where it's not getting worse is probably the most important thing. I would definitely say to add on to that, um, that, geez, what was I going to say? I had a really good point. I forgot it. And you didn't even interrupt me. Um, Oh, God. I'll come back to it. I don't know what it was. It was a really good point. This happens on the podcast sometimes. Um, it was something about but, uh, phantom pain. Um, no, I actually don't remember. I lost it. By the way, in my defense, it's 9.57 p.m. on Wednesday night. So Brett's getting to record this with a beautiful London sunshine on his face and I should be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, pretty much we... We covered it, right? There was yep, nothing more you, you had to say. I had something good to say about about phantom pain, but it's uh, if I remember, it, we'll come back to it. Um, okay, an anonymous one here. It's uh, it says, how much time passing is the point when you need to go to let go of your PVs and start again? I have started back running after two kids, and I'm still so attached to my five k, ten k, and half marathon PVs from when I was 16, 17. I'm now 31 and a long way off them. Is it realistic to think I can get back there with enough training? Or if it was an athlete you were coaching, 
would you say you should wipe the slate clean? First of all, that is so hard to read while I'm looking through the pop filter and my phone. (laughs) (laughs) It's really quite difficult. I'm like, (laughs) so hard. Um, Yeah, what do you reckon? I think you should. I think you're worrying about it too much and and trying to run PBs where it's like, obviously there's reasons why you're, like you've had kids, you're at a different part of your life. So yes, if you ran PBs, that'd be great. But also if you got back running well and you can be happy with that as well. Um, it's not necessarily you have to run a lifetime best Yeah. every, every time you run. So um, it's like, yeah, if I was to run a, a short race for me, um, I wouldn't be wanting to run a PB, but I'd be wanting to run a like a good time for where I am at now. So I think you can do the same thing with that. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, definitely, definitely with that. Like you shouldn't be putting so much pressure on yourself. Um, you know, you shouldn't be running just for PBs, right? Like if we, if you're the only reason you're running is for PBs and that sort of takes the enjoyment out of it. Um, maybe if you just, you know, if, if you were my athlete, I would probably sit you down. I'd say, well, you're 31. So I think the half marathon and the 10K PBs are definitely, well, in fact, the half marathon should definitely be achievable because I think you can run a faster half at 31 than you can at 16. Um, I think, look, the 5K, it also depends what your PBs are, how how good you are were. Like if you're, if we find out that this anonymous uh, person won world juniors in the five ten and a half, then it's um, it's yeah, it's, it's quite a bit hard. <laughs> a bit hard. We'd, we'd probably say hang up the boots, but um, yeah, I think what you said, Brett, like it's it's all about uh, you know, where, where you've come from. You know, you've had you've had kids. Um, and I think yeah, maybe if you had if you sort of tried to change up that approach and and maybe not think so outcome focused and shit, how I want to, I've got to run this, I've got to run this. I, I had a call with one of my a, a new athlete recently, and they were so PB obsessed, and they kept asking me, oh, well, am I going to um, are you going to be able to get me to run a PB next year and stuff? And I said, I'm confident I can get you to run a PB, but don't put a time on it because once you start putting that, like, why do you have a time on it? You know, there's no need for that. It just puts all this unnecessary pressure. You end up taking risks. You end up, um, you know, trying to rush. We all know about that, don't we? Yeah, I think it's kind of what we spoke about with like me running the marathon as well. Like, and a lot of people, they see what an end goal and what that absolute best goal is, but forget about the whole process. Yeah. Maybe one day you'll get back to running a time you did when you were younger, but, um, if if you're running 23 minutes for 5k right now, maybe you want to then go. All right, let's try to run 22 minutes. Yeah, and do that first instead of going. Oh, I ran 19 when I was 17. Let's try to run 19 minutes. It's like no, let's do those little steps. Definitely. And then you might get to the point where you go. Oh, actually, I'm kind of within that range now. I can attempt that. Now you can exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, from Anna Grace Hogue, what are your goals? Such- slash hopes for season three? Um, so if we're talking about uh, FTK, season three of FTK, which will be launching in October, um, I definitely some of the goals are to have um, more, you know, I really like the expert Q&As. So having more experts and more interesting conversations, um, I think people really respond well to that. Um, in terms of guests, I want to... Um, yeah, have have probably more international guests. I really like them too, um, and I think without giving too much away, Brett, you know, we've sort of talked about having um, 
you know, different really interesting people, whether they're on FTK or whether they're on another podcast, TBC, um, you know, maybe out of just like the elite running world, you know, people with different interesting running stories and stuff like that. That's for my F, my FTK goals. Um, but then, you know, there's we've got plenty of goals with Grattan House and I can probably let you talk about that because I'm assuming we've got the same crossover goals with Grattan House. Yeah. Well, one is uh, cleaning up our drive on the um, <laughs> our online drive because it's absolute mess and every week we say, all right, let's clean up the drive and we haven't been able to do that yet. There, <laughs> honestly, how many... Oh, there's got to be like in excess of a hundred sheets, and they're all yeah, titled, and they're and not in folders <laughs> or anything. So someone help um, us, please. All, yeah, <laughs> everything's untitled four, untitled six. Like, <laughs> um, so once we get that done, and then we'll be working on uh, getting the newsletter up and running. So yeah, we're do- working on it in the background. Um, hopefully. October. We can get it soon. We have, yeah. I was, I was just about to say, hopefully October launch, and you would stop me because you know that I'm the kind of person that puts dates on things. Well, no, the plan is to work on it a lot the next few weeks and just kind of get that up and running. Um, luckily, we won't be doing the the hard work of the writing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got some co- exciting authors that are going to be teaming up with us for uh, for that. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting thing, and we definitely think there's a gap in the market for this in Australia at least. Like, there's some cool stuff that comes out. Um, you know, some international publications. Um, I'm sure people know the ones we're talking about. That's some really cool things, but we think that we can you know add value in that space. Um, and it's yeah, it's sort of nice to obviously with the plan with Grattan House for Brett and I is to like expand in like media. Um, in the running world as much as possible, but it's sort of nice to go into a, into a space that we are not super confident in. You know, like Brett and I, we obviously knew that we could probably succeed at a podcast because um, we, you know, we talk a lot of shit and we're sort of good at it. But, you know, a, a written a written publication as, such as a newsletter, that's something that we, is not our sort of thing. So we have to, it forces us to team up with people that that do know how, how to do it and, um yeah, really excited for you guys to to see it. Yeah, very excited. So hopefully we can get it done. That's what we're going to be working on a lot during our break, which is coming up next after next week. Yeah, once the um, <laughs> once the drives cleaned up. Um, Chip Mooney, friend of the podcast, says tough mutter or color run question mark. And I definitely know Chip's taking the piss with this question, but I wanted to answer it anyway. I would have to choose um, Color Run. You're surely. kidding. I wouldn't, there's no way I'd do a Tough Mudder. Why? Because of the people that do a Tough Mudder. Oh, okay. F- it, yep. You, all right. You got me there. However, however, <laughs> however, they do sort of look a bit fun, don't you reckon? Like I don't want to be fucking running around Albert Park with paint splattered in my eyeballs. You know? You've got mud splattered in your eyeballs. Yeah, but you, it's not. It's not – you're not running around Albert – If look, if it was running around Albert Park and they had a hose with mud squirting on, you'd be like, gross. But you go to some sort of cool place and you sort of do – it's a bit of an adventure, right? Eh, I don't know. To be honest, neither. To be honest, I, I know, but, but, Chip, one. but, Chip, but Ch- Chip's taking the piss with this question. He knows that you and I are not either um, Tough Mudder or yeah. Color Run. <laughs> He's really split us. It's really, yeah. In fact, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. I feel very strongly about color runs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, shit. Um, 
what about what about if they could sort of blend the two and it was like uh, tough mud, of course, but the mud was all like rainbow coloured? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that would be better. That would be better. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just neither of them had any value. To be honest, for, for <laughs> I wish well, I was screen recording this because the way you said that, I've never looked. I've never seen such disgust and. And a lack of interest on a human's face is yours then when you just go, <laughs> neither of them contribute anything to my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think being an elite athlete, like what we do, we're running all the time and training all the time. And it's like when we get some free time, you know, on a, on a Saturday afternoon or whatever the fuck a tough mutter is, we're certainly not thinking, you know, we've both got hobbies and interests outside running. We're not going to be like, oh, wouldn't mind doing one of them. Yeah, I. It's funny, like people runners do it a lot, but like, it's um. I probably am going to offend some people here, but like, yeah, I'm a runner. I'm having a bucks party. Let's run between pubs. Yeah. And like, and do like a running, a running tour of the city, like drinking every now and then. We'll do like a beer mile somewhere. It's like, no, I want to get away from running. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that that again is why, like, you know, we do we do it. It's like pretty much consumes our life, or it is our life. You know, we fucking. Have you know we either coach we do um, we either coach we do like training and racing and stuff ourselves and then also now what we're doing with Grattan House and FTK it's like all consuming whereas I think those recreational runners it's more of a hobby for them oh yeah so the uh, thing by the way I'm gonna just acknowledge it because I think it's funny to acknowledge so Duff can play from this um, we just had to pause then because there was a knock at the door because Stuart McSwain was knocking on Brett's apartment door asking him if he wanted to go get Uber Eats, which is exactly what we're, <laughs> is exactly what we're talking about. On the, uh, so how did he go and get Uber Eats? Is that what he said? Like, did he say, yeah, actually, I didn't even nah, think. He said, he said, let's get lunch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you've done me a, you've done me a yeah. mischief. <laughs> I've just, I've, I've read out your joke <laughs> to a million people and now I look like a big dickhead. Anyway, um, the th- so I've got to hurry this up so I'm gonna get some food with Shuey because it's ten past one. He needs his third lunch. <laughs> Tell him he can wait. Um, the thing that that we've seen on Instagram this week, and we didn't actually mention it, but it got sent to us so much, was that couple getting married and doing their wedding photos in Alpha Flies. You saw that, right? Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that was gonna be my one for the live show. Yeah, but I, I, um, it's too, too many people sent it. Yeah, so many people sent. That was probably our most sent thing ever. Yeah, it's funny. Stewie goes to me the other day. He's like, he's like, oh man, did you see the uh, the people at the um, Iron Man, the the guy that proposed after the Iron Man? And I'm like, mate, listen to the podcast. Yeah, with you. you did. And he's like, oh, maybe that's where I heard it. Or oh, like, yeah, yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> Go get Uber Eats again, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, move on to the next question from uh, Mickey Sinclair. Can you do a stair climb on a rest day? <laughs> All right, this one's quite funny. So. Mickey Sinclair has asked this. He's my athlete and he is in a big marathon training block with Melbourne less than five weeks away. And uh, I've set, you know, I take my coaching pretty serious and everything is there for a reason. And it's a rest day today for for Mick. And I've seen on his, he posted an Instagram story of him. I don't know where he was. It was like he was doing the thousands. He, he lives out... Um, in around near Bacchus Marsh. So I don't know, there must be some sort of like thousand steps sort of place there where people go and walk it. And he's just filming it like on this, it's a beautiful sunny day. And he's, I, 
he said something about marathon training in the caption, I think, and he's just yeah, got his his phone out recording this story. And I just replied, I said, what the fuck are you doing? It's a, it's a rest yeah. day for a reason. Um, and so we've had a bit of a back and forth and stuff. And I was just like, I was, t- you know, I said, what, what I don't see doesn't hurt me. But I mean, if I see something like that, I want to get the best out of my athletes. I'm going to call you out on it. It's like, yeah, there's a rest day for a reason. That doesn't mean go and do, you know, stair climbs or whatever. And he, he oh, it absolutely beats your legs up too. Yeah. That kind of stuff. He's, he did say in his defense, although I think he might be lying. He said that it was a physio told him to do it for strength. But I said, if you want to do some strength or you should be doing strength, go do it in the gym, not in something that is like not an aerobic. He's running, he's running whatever amount of Ks a week, 100 Ks a week, whatever. And then he's uh, physio saying, yeah, for strength, go and do a bit of a hike, <laughs> a leisurely hike. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. I think he's uh, I think he's a big bag of fibs there, Mick. there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, if I do things like that, like I went, I did go on a hike, I don't know, it's probably two years ago now. And, um, I my I hurt my calf. Doing yeah, it. like my body is not made for doing anything like that. And yeah, so I kind of I just I need the rest. So I kind of stay away from doing all that stuff. A bit like Jack, right? You and Jack Rayner, so I'll stay yeah, away from Jack's all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's very similar. <laughs> um, last question of the night, and the last question of our season two Q and A because we have the special Q and A dropping next week. Alex Reese jonesy says, you've got four weeks to train with whoever, wherever, all paid for. Uh, NN in Kenya, Jakob in St. Moritz, and I added a little bit to Alex Reese jonesys question and said, any other groups? Because he just gave us the two options there. Is there anything, yeah, any any group that you would you'd pick, Brett? Four weeks. Well, the one in the one in St. Moritz is definitely worth more dollar values because St. Moritz is so expensive. Um, okay, well, first of all, who cares about that? Because you're not selling it. That's true. Yeah, I know. But then, like, if you win a prize and one's worth $100, one's worth $1,000, wouldn't you, like, want to use a $1,000 one? Um, yeah. Even if there were similar things? Uh, y- yes. Yes, but that, no. Okay. Anyway, um, anyway. <laughs> um, I'd probably choose the uh, I was going to tee off, tee off on you then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, and then I, I would be cool to go to Kenya. Yeah. And train with NN. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing, like it does, I don't know, people always say, like when you see the Kenyans, like, oh, you got to come to Kenya to train. Like, yeah, you're going to be good if you train there. Um, but I don't know, it does worry me like, like I don't know, surviving there and like kind of eating eating food that they eat and stuff because it's so different to what we, yeah. and like there's been so many people from like, Australians haven't really gone much, but people from uh the UK that go and they absolutely cook themselves and it can take them years before they're good again. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't so have to... A, I find it a high risk. I'll make... I'll, I'll, I'll relax you, uh, Brett, because you shouldn't have to worry too much because it is a hypothetical question. <laughs> but <laughs> like you look... You, that that really disinterested face was starting to get really concerned and worried. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah. thinking, I'm not sure I can do it, man. <laughs> That's just how I do it. I get into these questions. <laughs> Um, what would you choose? I think for myself, it'd be the same and it would, you know, obviously it's just four weeks, so it's not going to be like life changing for your running career other than what you might be able to learn in that amount of time. Um, but it's definitely not going to be, it's, yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to make you a way better runner in just four weeks, but I would just like, I think the experience there of being in that massive group, like seeing those like social media, media videos of like a bunch of them training in Kenya, you know, there's like a, 100 and 200 people. Although that's not NN running group, is it? 
No, no, that's different. it ends a bit smaller. They're the smaller but ones, still. but still, being in that sort of environment, I think I'd enjoy that far more than like I'm not really a fanboy of athletics. So training with Jakob, it's like okay, I've just got one training partner. Or he's got his brothers, I suppose, and they're just on a bike, and it's all that. It's like you know, the only the only fan, the only thing I would really want to sit down and ask him is where the fuck he got all those tattoos and how and how did he get them so fast? Yeah, I know. I'm seeing him this in probably today or tomorrow, so I'll ask him. Yeah, we get him on for season three, right? Yeah, I'll interview the whole conversation with him. Really. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. See you later. Thanks, guys.